Hello and welcome to the Fit and Feminist podcast with fitness and nutrition coaches Lauren and Lindsay. Our aim is to educate and empower women to take control and rebuild confidence with their health, fitness and lives. We have the fitness facts and no-nonsense nutrition tips you need for success with a hefty dose of feminism thrown in. With top bands and massive oversharing along the way, we hope you finish each episode feeling a step closer to the life and results you deserve. If you'd like more of us or have a question you'd like answering on the podcast, you can message us at Lauren Randall Fitness and at Lindsay Wells PT and Nutrition. All right, let's get started. Well, well, well. Welcome, Lindsay Wells. Well, what a, what a start today. Yeah, so Lindsay Some just got, got here and was like, ah, I'm panicking. I've just parked, but I can't find my keys because she's got one of these fancy cars that doesn't need a key in the engine or whatever. And we've just been on a mad hunt for Lindsay's keys. Two of us inside a mini ass to face, cheek to cheek. like actual brain fog <laughs> of being totally distracted and rushing. And then who puts their cars in their boot? Keys. Their cars... <laughs> oh, keys in their boot. It's not a good day today. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually had a really good day. Had a really nice morning of clients. Everything's gone perfectly. I've just done a nice 5k. Just good. really happy with myself for, yeah. Good Oosh, you. In my new hocus. Hocus, hocus. <laughs> um, I, I actually did want to run outside, but then I got scared. Don't know why today I felt nervous about running outside on my own. Yeah, Not nice. And only because I was like, I don't want anybody to see me running. What, what is wrong with me? Yeah. And, I, and I, why, it's never, ever bothered me before. Yeah, that is unusual. I'm just I having don't. a little bit of a anxiety moment on that I think. Yeah, it's new for you though you're coming back to it your hip yeah. thing and it's yeah. new again yeah yeah you'll, you'll get back into it you'll get your stride i know literally yeah maybe that was it anyway anyway drama's over we found the keys let's put her teeth back in yeah. and can hopefully speak for the next half hour see how it goes how are you lauren yeah fine well yeah i was literally just in the middle of telling you um because then she was like oh how's class today and i was like oh i didn't go it's handstands because I've got a concussion. Whee. Knock yourself out. Yes, literally. I did, literally. Yeah, so I was demonstrating something underneath a barbell. Like it, So I've got a cable machine, was demonstrating a seated row, stood up, whacked my head on this bar. It popped off the rig and hit me again in the oh, same place no. as I fell down. Oh, it was like Lauren. someone pulled like a hood over my eyes. It was horrible, horrible. You must have hit yourself at like a point of like... I've got... I had to egg. knock you out situation. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it was the second one that got me. I think it was like a second, because I can't remember the fall bit. I don't remember landing. I don't know where the oh, bar went. Oh, wow. And anyway, I had a client with me, and she was like, breathe, breathe. I think she was doing it more for herself than for me. I just like had my head in my hands and was like, this is not good. And then she sat me up after maybe a few minutes, and everything was spinning. It was just, everything was like dropping down and left. I was oh trying to like God. focus, and my head was like, you know that emoji with the swirly eyes? Yeah. It felt like that. And then um, we were talking about concussions a bit because I was saying how I knew I had one because I used to deal with athletes with concussions in the States and we'd ask them all these questions, like, who was president? And she laughed and was like, oh, who was president? And I said, Trump. And I was co- like, that, and she was like, let's I was like, go I can't think. to A&E. <laughs> and she asked me who the prime minister was and I thought it was Theresa May. And I like, couldn't think, I was getting so upset with myself. I mean, I was, like, to be fair... I don't think anybody knows who's the Prime Minister anymore. (laughs) But I thought I was in a different year. I didn't know it was 23. It was just a bit weird for like 23 minutes. Lauren. I know, it's crazy. Don't go. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) That'd be fun. I did a big hike 
group hike yesterday. Nice. He's all right, so good. I'm fine. Good. Just look after your little self then. Yeah, but if you you guys bang your heads, you gotta be careful. Precious little brains in there. I I do that kind of thing all the time. So clumsy, especially when you demonstrate things, then you like get up and then I like hit myself on things and just have to style it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm usually not clumsy, and I saw that bar. I looked at it and was like, it's too high for me to like to bother me on a seated sat down row position. But I didn't think about getting up and going goof underneath it. So note to self: always take the bar off the rig. Health and safety lessons learned. Yeah, well, every day is a learning day. Yeah. It's good. Right, yeah. come on then, let's get into these questions. Juicy, juicy questions. Um, right, let's start with this one then. Why is it easier to do the floor press things and not <laughs> bicep curls when I've done bicep curls for years? What muscles am I using? I don't get it. How cute. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of my online clients and she's getting very curious about muscles and muscle groups and how everything works and she's like i don't understand why bicep curls are harder than the floor press well you're just going to exhaust it like quicker than anything else like you're using an individual an isolated muscle rather than when you're doing like a floor press you're using multiple muscles and bigger muscles as well so if you're doing like you know if you would isolate in a tricep extension where you are using yes there are three of them but you know you're using one you're targeting a specific area basically so if you are going to do you know you're going to fatigue a lot quicker on say 12 reps on that than you would where you're using like a squat yeah yeah so i think it's it's always one of those things that is quite humbling like we do a, that that uh, sometimes at the end of a class we'll do like a hundred bicep curls and you know about it it's you'll awful. do like 10 15 on the first set and it's like every break you'll do i don't know 10 sit-ups or they make it so that you don't want to break um but then you can't like because as soon as you fatigue and then you're get, having like a short break on it you're knocking out like five reps something mm-hmm. like that but that would happen in a press-up as well eventually but you probably would be able to get more reps out because you're using more muscle more of your musculature Mm-hmm. I like that word. Musculature, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this specific case, she's asking about the difference between like a floor press. Obviously, yeah. you've got the ground against you to push against yeah. that you're using. So biomechanically, that lever of a bicep curl coming up is a weaker position than laying flat on the floor, pressing away from yeah, you. Yeah, pushing. Yeah. yeah. Naturally, you're, you're going to have much better pressing strength and pulling strength than mm-hmm. curling and hinging. Yeah. Next question. Um, I've seen massive body changes recently, freaking me out a bit. How much is down to eating protein and how much to lifting weights? I.e., if I stopped eating so much protein, would anything happen? Mm-hmm. So do we know how much protein this person's eating? I do, yeah. And freaking out in a good way. Good. She's good built, on you. Yeah, it's really good on her. So she's built a whole bunch of muscles. She's lost body fat. She's getting stronger. She's leaner. So body composition change. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah. And so that's why she's like oh my goodness I've never felt so firm before and like all of these things so she's like what's going on is it the weights is it the, the protein what is it and it's both it's the weightlifting it's the protein to accommodate for the weightlifting and it's your sleep and it's your daily activity and it's everything we've been working on together um but her question is definitely she's wondering if um if she lowers her protein intake because it's kind of effort to think about would it make a difference and honestly the answer is yes it would make a difference because we need regular protein to build and maintain that muscle that you're building through the weightlifting so it's like 
comp- is it um what's that <laughs> oh here we go again <laughs> oh i'm not even gonna go down there but anyway it's working together you need the weightlifting to build muscle you need the protein to build the muscle so you need to combine the two and i know that she's eating about 100 grams a day yeah. and i de- that's ideal that's where we want to be and it can feel like effort some days but you've gotten in a really good routine with it where you know that you're hitting that it's not like if you had one day where you didn't hit protein your muscles just going to drop out of your body like you'll be absolutely fine but as consistently as possible is ideal and especially as we know you're about to go into menopause um the best thing you could do for your health is to have muscle on you because as you hit menopause it's harder to build and maintain so lift weights and eat your protein and it's the combination of the two and and don't stop ever yeah i mean if you've if you're seeing massive body changes and okay it can be a bit like wow like this is really happening and maybe you've had I mean I don't know this this person but maybe you've had years of like you know dipping in and out and not being so consistent and now you've got the consistency there you've got the encouragement from Lauren you've got that like you are doing all of the things that you need to be doing to achieve changes in your composition and dropping body fat and improving lean mass why would you want to change that like if if that's all really positive to you, which it is, and it's like Lauren said, especially for perimenopausal and um, and onwards, it is vital that we get enough protein. And I mean, I would say like depending on your body weight, like it can be really individualized, but a hundred grams is like a really good, um, sort of marker, um, that we use as a starting point because we get it. Like it is it does take more thinking about to get that in at every meal. Um, and sometimes, especially sort of during winter, you kind of probably do um, want more of like the comfort foods and things that are quite easy and don't take much thinking about. But it is so, so, so worth the effort to put in to just add that, you know, and it doesn't have to be that difficult. Like the protein pouches, the, and I know they're not always... Um, that affordable i mean i don't again i don't know what this person's um you know how sort of pocket conscious you are but buying you know those protein pouches which make it really easy if that's a convenience to you then that's a really easy way to get mm-hmm. that in and not think too much about it or just more of the stuff you're already eating if you're yeah. eating chicken for yeah. dinner have a bit more yeah chicken or if yeah. you've got cottage cheese in add an extra blob like yeah just more of the bits you're already having yeah and i think also people sometimes think well oh well then i've got to eat you know 35 grams of of chicken um but actually if you're if you're having a nice mixed meal with a chicken breast in it and then you've got maybe some cottage cheese in it or some lentils or you know you're adding other bits of of um, protein sources to that um you're probably going to be hitting a good amount without having to think about it too much if you're just thinking basically about especially lunch and evening meal like basing the meals around a protein source Mm. but yeah in answer to your question short answer is an absolute resounding 100 percent yes like keep cracking on with the protein it does make a massive difference the other reason i actually like this question is because we kind of got this client to a point where she hit the goals that she initially laid out and she's stayed on with coaching because of everything else that we're still working on yeah. longevity and stuff but what happens is people will stop the coaching when they reach what they think is their goal and then they cycle back around because they've got these kind of questions and they go oh well i've hit my goal so now i don't need to do as much training i don't need to hit my protein target and it's that 
continued accountability that is so important in coaching because otherwise we just keep seeing people recycling back around because they didn't continue the sustainable habits that we built they 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 stopped yeah and that's that's the thing is people are like oh you know do i does it need to carry on like yes it needs to carry on if you can't carry it on then you've not found the way that's sustainable for you forever otherwise you will just cycle round and round yeah completely i think that's one of the most important things for people to know about making change is that if you revert back to your previous habits that's what will happen to your body mm-hmm. like if we you know are in a deficit for, this is what where you know people sort of yo-yo dieting like you do the yo the 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 extreme diet for two weeks and then you lose the you know i don't know seven pounds or whatever in two weeks which is probably not much of body fat anyway and then you go oh great i've lost half a stone that i wanted to lose i'm now going to go back to eating what i wanted and then that seven pounds goes back on again within the same amount of time and then you are right i've got to do it again now whereas actually if you just maintain the habits just over time and accept that that change is really positive and is going to stand you in really good stead as you go into your latter, your latter years. And we were talking on the podcast last week about healthy ageing, that all of these things um, are so, so beneficial for us that it's like, you know, we, we do just have to keep doing them. We, you know, if you stop, then you're not going to see the changes that are so positive that you've been seeing for however long you've been working together. So yeah, I think just we all need to accept that we've got to carry on doing the thing there isn't a there isn't a stop point there isn't a like right completed it mate I'm yeah. like everything's now going to stay exactly as I want it to stay but I'm also going to stop doing all the behaviors that led to that outcome yeah you have to keep doing the behaviors to keep the outcome going forever yeah and if, you, <laughs> if you're panicking now go I can't keep doing P90X forever I'll die or I want pizza again back in my life I can't not go my whole life without pizza then you have not found the way mm. The, the way the, way. <laughs> the, the Lindsay and Lauren way <laughs> the way to include you know the foods that you do love and still see the results that you want or exercise in a way that you can sustain forever um if you're thinking there's no way I can keep this going for the next 10 years then um probably need to have a little rethink about what it is you're doing yeah I think also like I have um a long-term client who's in maintenance now and she's sticking with me because she's like this is so daunting to me like I've never been in this position before mm-hmm. where I'm not I don't feel like I'm doing anything like, I'm not in a, I'm not in a deficit that's exactly right. this client yeah. yeah I'm not in a deficit like is this is this just me now like is this just my life and I'm like yes this, this is, is your life yeah and and I'm like you know then she sort of still has moments where she she'll go oh I'm going for an afternoon tea for someone's birthday and I'm like and mm-hmm. what about it mm-hmm. I see everything that you eat every day and you are so consistent the majority of the time you don't need to worry about going for that afternoon tea you're not having afternoon tea every single day you're not down Betty's nailing a fat <laughs> rascal you know every single day on top of everything else like yeah. all of your meals are colorful you get in the protein in you're making choices you're doing your this or that yeah um like she went out on Saturday with her nieces I think it was and had half a burger great you've still had something that you wanted to have and mm-hmm. she chose that and yeah. then she also chose when she came yeah, home in the food freedom. that is yeah. food freedom is yeah, where completely. you're working on yourself and you know 
I wrote a post earlier that I was going to share about how um, self-care isn't just about doing what we want, but the things that are good for us. Mm-hmm. So these clients that are in this maintenance phase, they're in a place now they have complete freedom. If they want to drink alcohol, go on a night out, get a takeaway, do an afternoon tea, they absolutely can choose to do that because they've done the work and they've built the habits in yeah. and the nutrition 80% of the time mm-hmm. that's got them in, you know sorted for yeah forever and but i do understand why it's daunting because i think sometimes it's like you think oh well i've got to do this for every single meal forever like i've got to eat this way i've got to eat protein and vegetables protein and vegetables protein and vegetables <laughs> yeah. which the majority of your meals should really look like you know protein and color and variety and fiber um but it doesn't mean that you cannot include pizza it doesn't mean that if you have a burger you're immediately going to undo everything that you've done over the you know long time that you've been working together um and yeah and that's that's sort of the thing that we're trying to build confidence and trust in that every time we have either a hormonal cycle where there's a few days of like self-loathing and like you know questioning like oh I'm, I'm really hungry and you know all of those things that are, are normal and natural but then you also start overthinking things and stressing out about it it's like just having that accountability of somebody to say calm down dear <laughs> yeah. like you know what to yeah. do yes it's fine like mm-hmm. if you want to add another couple of hundred calories in or you feel like you need to eat more carbohydrates at this point and mm-hmm. you're not fancying I don't know fish tacos or you know yeah. or a tuna steak or whatever then fine like it's temporary it's yeah, like a yeah. two three four maybe days tops where you might have a, like a little bit of a higher calorie intake but you'll come back down to like normal mm-hmm. balance out yeah yeah over the next week so it's I think it's just the more you get used to adding in um, a bit of pizza or a bit of cake or a bit of chocolate or whatever you like and then the more times that nothing happens yeah, yeah. when you do that like you might see a little bit of a fluctuation on the scale temporarily but then it's like oh actually I'm just kind of floating along bobbing along nicely and there's no like major changes yeah. then you you can you start to Be have a trust. bit of trust in yourself that you can do this and it has got legs it's got longevity and um yeah just keep doing what you're doing huh? yeah keep basically. doing what you're doing basically <laughs> yeah i think because people are so used to that whole extreme all or nothing mentality on a massive diet focus on the deficit da, 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 when they get to a point of actually you're in a good place you can relax yeah. now yeah. and like breathe a little bit a bit like but but I need to be doing something crazy. I need to be doing more. Like, mm. what else should I be doing? And it's kind of like, actually, everything you're doing is just fine. Like, you're doing the basics really, really well, and that works. Yeah. It comes back to the middle ground, doesn't it? Like, I think we think in such extremes, like, people are, I'm either on a diet or I'm off a diet. Mm-hmm. I'm either on the wagon or I'm off the wagon. And then I think that in our heads then turns into, well, if I'm on a diet, then I'm losing weight. And if I'm off a diet, then I'm putting it on. Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. have the middle bit, which is the most important grey area. But it's the hardest bit to get it to in your head yeah. because we are so, like, this All is good, nothing. this is bad, this is that, this is, th-, you know. And it's like, there's there's two... I did a post ages ago with a pendulum on it mm-hmm. because that's how I feel about it. I feel like people are either, like, here or here, yeah. but they never stop in the middle. Yeah, because it feels like we're not doing enough at that point. Yeah. We're not going either way. And if I'm not yeah. on, then I'm just going to go full steam, mm. like 
takeaways every night mm. and I'm fully off it kind of mm. thing and it's like okay let's just swing sort of around mm. the middle forever. yeah yes. but another thing that I think you can take comfort <coughs> in is like we are coaches and you know Jen like I think both I'm speaking for Lauren here as well in saying that we I think we are good at what we do blow my own trumpet Absolutely. blow our own trumpets because we have lived experience with this as well um and it still takes practice if you eat well for me if I eat a really big meal and I feel full it still takes me practice to say to myself you feel full today and in the morning you'll feel completely different like the fact that you feel full doesn't equate to any changes in your body Mm. do you know what I mean so it's like don't think that we've got it all worked out either for ourselves these things still take practice we covered this again on the podcast last week with another question Uh, it's an ongoing practice of um just self-improvement improved self-talk self-efficacy and and confidence and self-belief and not doubting what you're doing and and just believing in the process and and knowing that you know this is it is just your life now Mm -hmm. And you can include everything and Mm -hmm. don't stress about it. Or try not to, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's it. It's the trying not to, isn't it? It's that keeping coming back to it. So, next question. On the Peloton, they talk about the mind-muscle connection. What are they on about? And would it help (laughs) with pelvic floor as it is really hard to focus on that one muscle? So, mind-to-muscle connection is basically, if you think about what you're using, you recruit far more neurons. So, you you will recruit more uh, muscle fibres. I can't remember what the exact percentage is, again, but there's been studies on this which show that if you actually think about, say, squeezing your glutes at the bottom of a squat to drive up, then you will recruit more muscle to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, and it, it really helps with technique. So it's definitely a thing and it's definitely something to think about. Like if you come back to bicep curls, if, you're, if you think about doing a bicep curl, like you're really actively engaged in that movement. Whereas if you were having a conversation and just curling away, I love it how we demonstrate things and no can physically and nobody can see us. Um, we know. But yeah, I'm doing a bicep curl for everyone out there. Um yeah, if you're just, you know, chatting away and not doing it, then you're not going to get the same response as if you were really thinking about it. Yeah, it's um, moving with intent, basically. Yes, and yeah, trying definitely. to dial into that one muscle. And the pelvic yeah. floor is a really good one to um, match this to because the pelvic floor is kind of like a mysterious place that a lot of women <laughs> don't know what or where it is exactly. Um, and my muscle connection would definitely help with that. Um, I would definitely recommend Googling muscle groups and muscles and being like oh right I've got bicep curls in my program where is my bicep and like have a look at google image see it see the action that it does and go oh that's where I want to be feeling it that's kind of the the point of having a coach an in-person coach so we can go here's where you want to feel it and that's what that's doing yeah I'm not going to be touching your pelvic floor anytime soon but if you google image Shame. you know pelvic floor <laughs> you get my head was basically your pelvic floor in your mini earlier <laughs> like where are those keys <laughs> Um, behind me after that with sweaty crotch (laughs) fantastic um but pelvic floor is a really good one to google to look it up to see actually where it is you want to be feeling it and then look at some specific cues for that kind of like picking up the jelly bean or we we talked about these yeah if you listen to the one that our podcast with shona if you're interested in pelvic floor and how it works that's a really good podcast to listen to Mm -hmm. but i think most a lot of people 
think that it is the up and in bit where actually it's the sling is the pelvic floor um and that's kind of what holds everything together <laughs> yeah yeah so so the mind muscle connection that would help you yeah. kind of visualize what you're trying to do there if are we talking in terms of like doing kegels here or yeah like pelvic floor exercises yeah right okay yeah so that is one of the cues that oh, it was the tissue cue wasn't that's it that's it the tissue yeah. like, there was one that really stuck in my like i could visualize it it was the tissues yeah i just didn't like the the dryness of a tissue being anywhere near <laughs> it could be a wet wipe. yeah think about sucking but, up a wet wipe but i imagine the tissue is poking out of one of those square boxes so you could just okay. squat over it and pick and it, pull up, it up whereas a wet wipe would be flat and unless you like True. parted at the lips and went... you've really thought about this you've really gone in deep on the old analogies yeah, yeah yeah but that thing of what was it blueberries i mean where are we i'm in benadorm yeah. <laughs> picking various things up <laughs> picking various things up with our pelvic floor popping out ping pong balls um but yeah definitely mind thinking about what you are trying to use wherever that is whether it be your bicep your bum cheeks your pelvic floor uh, thinking about and acting and moving with intention is definitely a good thing to do so yeah yeah well done peloton Peloton, (laughs) um something i was gonna bring up during the protein talk earlier Mm -hmm. was um one of my clients at the moment weight just dropped she's been very poorly under eating feeling like shit and i was like well how's your sleep how's your nutrition and um she said sleep's okay nutrition hasn't been going well like massively under eating and stuff and i was like it's really important we really try as much as you can to get protein in still because this is kind of a it's been a couple of weeks it's kind of an ongoing thing now um so i just kind of got the importance over to her of you know keep the protein up to try and maintain the muscle that we've been working mm-hmm. on building and she was like oh no like panicked a little bit and i did not want her to panic but panicked a little bit and then was like i just had 40 grams of protein in one sitting Woo. and i was like you're gonna really fucking hate me now when mm-hmm. i say that actually you don't really need more than 40. it was 45 i think and i was like yeah, 20 to 30 grams is actually optimal like multiple times throughout the day so just something to be aware of if you're trying to get your protein targets in having 50 grams in the morning and 50 grams in an evening is not actually ideal mm-hmm. like it's great if you can get 100 grams in that's really really good but ideally spread it across the day so that you get that protein synthesis spread out evenly that's what we're aiming for yeah that's yeah, what I was going to say. Three to four like servings um, is is a good way to think about it, um, rather than trying to bosh like a hundred grams all in one go. Like that's not gonna. There's there's a like a certain point above which it it isn't synthesized as effectively. Um, so yeah, I think as you've just said, I don't need to add to that really. Just yeah, try and spread it out a little bit more in your meals, and if you don't have if you if you're um having i don't know let's say porridge or cereal or something like that for breakfast um and you're not really getting much protein in at that sitting then you kind of want to add in a more protein based snack then i would say but really we want to be trying to start the day with some protein if you can um which leads us on to the breakfast question yeah um which is is breakfast necessary i've heard conflicting things <laughs> oh this honestly this question could be a whole episode actually breakfast mm. because it is such people get so confused about breakfast because it's 
been told it's the most important meal of the day and now people are like you don't need to bother with breakfast you should do intermittent fasting for weight loss and da 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 and like everything it honestly does depend because if for some people if they don't eat breakfast they are fucking hangry all day Mm -hmm. all they're thinking about is food then when it gets to lunchtime they're starving then they overeat all they've done is think about food their energy is low productivity is low focus is low mood is shit and then they overeat like so yes, breakfast is very important for that person. For other people, they may wake up, be able to do a full training session, like get on with their day a little bit, feel absolutely fine and not need to eat breakfast. And everyone is different. As far as weight loss is concerned, it's your overall calories in the day that matters the most, whatever time that is. And if you know that you massively overeat at dinner time you're having like a thousand calorie dinner and dessert and you're just so ravenous by dinner, then I would probably recommend putting in a little something something at breakfast to try and help the overeating down the line but if you don't then you don't have to have breakfast it's like it's a personal choice and it's like it like as you said it fully depends because somebody who's getting up at like half five is going to be more likely to be hungry by like half seven say than if you get up at like 9 a.m and then you know you might not actually feel hungry until 11 12 mm-hmm. um other people will wake up uh, wake up hungry straight away mm-hmm. and and also <coughs> I'm, again i don't think i speak just for myself here if you've eaten like and it it weirdly works out that sometimes if I've eaten a really big meal the night before, then the next day I'm not hungry at all, and then sometimes I can have eaten something with which has maybe been a higher carb meal, and then the next morning I'm absolutely starving. That's and, me. And it doesn't like there's no like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, and then other times if I've gone, you know, I've had my tea that bit earlier, I can wake up in the night and I'm absolutely starving. And then I'll get up at six and I need to eat immediately. So I think for this person, um, she isn't bothered about having breakfast. She doesn't tend to feel any kind of appetite until lunchtime. Well, then, especially if you're in a, if you're wanting to achieve a calorie deficit, mm-hmm. then great, like that works in your favor because then you can have a bigger lunch. You may be going to have two meals a day. There's no like nothing to say that we need to eat X amount of times in a day. Yeah. Like we have these sort of, and that's been passing, hasn't it? Like oh, you should eat five me five small meals, um, and then it's oh just three, and then breakfast like a king and then the mm-hmm. evening meal like a pauper and like all these things of like you should be eating like this and i think just eat the way that suits you best like amen if, if if you like have a family meal and that's really important to you on an evening and that's your big meal then yes make your breakfast and your lunch maybe a little bit smaller and again higher um higher protein if you can if it's you know you're gonna have a big lasagna or a nice big pasta sharing dish then you know mm-hmm. make it work for you and that's what really we always advocate as coaches is that it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing if that that doesn't fit into your lifestyle yeah absolutely so you know if you're up and out and you're i don't know a binman or something you're on your feet all morning like you're probably going to need a bit of food in you before you get on with your hectic busy manic day you've got three kids to chase after or whatever else but if you are you don't have kids you've got a desk job or you work from home and you're not 
not moving much. Like you probably don't need to have as big a breakfast as somebody else that's like on their feet from 7 a.m. Very different lifestyles. So very different answers depending on the person. Yeah, completely. But it sounds like your client doesn't need breakfast. If they're trying to have a de- calorie deficit, cutting out breakfast will help with that. And yeah. if she's not ravenous, isn't overeating, then fine. Yeah, I've got a few people like that and I always just say like whatever suits you and, and also it's fine for every day not to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like you might have again five days out of the week where you don't feel hungry at all and then maybe again it's around your cycle and then you're like absolutely well why am I waking up so hungry well then have some breakfast (laughs) (laughs) you don't you don't have to be like well I don't have breakfast well but on today you do and that's fine um I was had another point to make on that and I can't remember what it was now. Well, I've got mad editing skills now on the, the old anchor, so if you want to sit and think about it for a minute, can, can add it in? Chop it out. Do we have any more questions? No. Right. See you then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no. Somebody did ask me on the walk at the weekend about should we change what we eat around our periods? And again, that was a big well that depends are you craving more fit generally speaking women typically will eat a little bit more around their period and crave slightly more carby foods and generally we do actually burn a little bit more uh, energy on our periods so having a little bit more carb if that's what you're wanting around your period go for it because diet adherence is shown to be the most important factor in weight loss sustainable weight loss diet adherence is the number one thing you cannot adhere to a diet if you're starving yourself, not eating the foods you want, not having the carbs and da da da. So actually, if you want to eat it. Yeah, I think you've just hit the nail on the head with it really. And that's what I was going to say. It's like if if you being, again, if you are in a calorie deficit, <laughs> if your girl is fat loss, um, then you having and being able to maybe come to a maintenance um, calorie intake for that three, four days around your period where your appetite is increased, if that enables you to make progress over the whole rest of the month, then that's what you want to do. Um, But everybody is so individual. Uh, I I have clients who totally lose their appetite at that time of the month. Not many, Mm. but (laughs) but, um, I know myself, like the week before, I can be absolutely like just can't stop eating but what's wrong with me like I'm I'm normally I've got a bit more control of this yeah, you know yeah. um and you just find yourself keep going in the cupboard and they're saying to myself right why am I in the cupboard again <laughs> yeah why am I here again what am I searching for and nothing satisfying yeah it's so individual yeah it is but then again it's like those building of skills of being able to go no you're not actually hungry walk away mm-hmm. <laughs> and have those it's like you you're having a conversation with yourself constantly about like trying to I don't know, just be a little detective of, of the whys. Exactly. And what's beneficial to you. Another great reason to get a coach. Yes, <laughs> completely. And have some accountability in somebody to go, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's happening? Why am I starving? Yeah. Right. Cool. I've just had my lunch and I'm still hungry, actually. I could eat a little more. Well, I, I, I think I am due on that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, um, just something I was thinking about on in in the car on the way over here so I always do my oats the night before and have them prepped for my morning and this morning I didn't feel very hungry I had quite a big 
lunch out yesterday which kept me feeling like full right and I didn't really even eat anything in the evening either um so I'd taken my oats as I normally do and I was like I'm just trying to listen to like my my own cues of like I've got a banana if I need it I'll have my porridge after my first two clients that's my my habit um and then I knew I had a protein bar in my car and that knowing that you've got something it's like a little earworm isn't it like just kind of in the back of your mind and so I could have gone right well I'm gonna have that and then I knew that I was gonna go and run so I was like I don't really want to have very much in my stomach before I go and do that because I just it just doesn't work for me I know my body um but I could have quite easily nailed that protein bar at nearly 250 cals Mm -hmm. 233 oreo one what are we thinking I like them they are good and if you don't like protein bars the oreo ones I think they're pretty good good. for a yeah for a protein bar um yeah anyway so it was just kind of shouting my name from the back I was like no you're not hungry just leave it there and you can you'll have that after you run and that'll be really nice and enjoyable and I did and it's like it just goes to show like if you have that conversation with yourself like we can quite easily mindlessly go ah that's just there I'm just gonna have that oh that's just there I'm just gonna have that um but again in terms of like if we've got composition goals which most of us do have either you wanting to sustain what you've got you're trying to build you know some muscle and strength or you might be trying to lose body body fat um or, or a combination of all yeah, of them yeah. just taking the <laughs> and, and flip-flopping yeah i think just um yeah just trying to have that thing of like not always acting upon the yeah. like just I, I, I kind of fancy something yeah and knowing that you can it is absolutely fine to leave that little bit of distance and time between mm-hmm. um between even having that feeling of like oh I could eat something yeah. and do I actually need to eat something and yeah well exactly one of my clients one of her big wins from last week was I was so hungry after work and instead of stopping by the drive-thru and getting something on my way home like I usually would I waited until I got home and that mm-hmm. is a big thing because yes she felt hungry but she was like I can wait that extra 20 minutes to get home rather than grabbing something now immediately because I'm feeling hungry right now and I need to satisfy this hunger immediately she was like I'll just go home I've got something prepped there's something there and that that was a big win yeah that is a big win it is definitely well I was talking to somebody today and she had some large fries from Mackey D's on the way home from somewhere and 450 cows and she was like I didn't even really enjoy them oh I but yeah and that's and that is somebody who's wanting to achieve a calorie deficit so I think yeah just that little bit of a waiting in whichever respect I, I was kind of thinking in terms of the you know the breakfast through to dinner situation of like especially when I know this person is trying to achieve a, a calorie deficit of like there's no harm in waiting and there is no there is no time that it's like if you it's optimal to eat at eight eight thirty a.m. like it's yeah. absolutely fine for you to just go well, you know I don't have to eat I don't have to act on a like should I could I you know just do what do what feels right and do what is also aligns with your goals yeah yeah witter 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 right I'm off got clients go do shout it shout out Mandy see you <laughs> seeing you in twenty minutes get it Mandy get it Mandy um. Mandy is actually the Jackie Potato lady. You remember Jackie Potatoes yes. from before? Um, Did you find out? 
Well, I did actually ask, and now I can't remember what the answer was. Oh, it was about no. if they were still crispy or whatever, wasn't yeah. it? After... Yeah, I wanted to know if the skin was crispy and if the inside was fluffy. <sighs> okay, but I'll you ask, have again. To ask her again. The people need to know. People need to know. <laughs> right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Get your questions guys. in for next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>